Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados, he's going to take these and he's going to strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you want to listen there. He's going to take those recordings and he's going to just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. A New Warriors podcast is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. The player. There we go. There we go. That, I mean, that's that's not bad for a tired effort, right? No, we are we are both very tired tonight. So <laughs> we're, we're, both... we're not off. It's just that's all it is. Just us sleeping. Well, yeah, we're we're tired for two different reasons. Like J- Jared is on uh, dad duty as Johanna. I've seen the picture. She is in Puerto Rico with the mm-hmm. students. I'm solo dadding it, so I'm tired. <sighs> And I uh, had a pretty long day at work and then just left uh, jujitsu practice, which I normally don't do on Tuesdays. Normally, my like Monday and Wednesdays are my days and Tuesdays normally my off day and wasn't able to go to class yesterday. So I went today instead, uh, which has me behind the eight ball. But anyway, y'all, y'all, hey. Mm. Hey, hey everyone, y'all, hey. Check, check out my shirt. Check out, look, look at the shirt I got for like Crusaders. I got a. Got to get it there in the camera. There, right. come on, y'all. It's a New Warriors Mega Man style shirt. That's pretty cool. It is a Mega Man New Warriors match mash up that Clinton Robinson gave me as part of the Crusaders gift exchange. Maybe it we should awesome. let him out of the basement. Yeah, it is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do think that we got to let him out of the basement for I don't know, like 30, 38 mm. seconds, maybe. Mm. Is that too much? Mm. I think about it. I think about it. <laughs> all right, all right. We can talk about it. We can talk. Oh about man, it. no, we were we were sad that we were both tired, but look look at that. <laughs> mm. Mm. Set the place on fire and get out of there. Yeah, for real. This is too freaking late to be at work. I mean, she's mm. on Easter. Oh, time. she's not Easter time. Show everybody that I have a actual vintage blockbuster video T-shirt on. <laughs> 
Do you follow that Twitter feed? That's uh, the last block. <laughs> yes, they're very funny. <laughs> You've got to have a good sense of humor. If I mean, if that is indeed from the last blockbuster, you got to have a good sense. I think of humor. the. I don't know if I don't know if that's really them, but I think the last one is out in it's either Washington State or Oregon. Mm. Something about it. Anyway, yeah. Welcome to come out and play, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to come out to play. Uh, I'm not ready for the boilerplate yet, but I'm delving y'all. Some call me the dark web on uh, the long box crusade network. That's Jared over there. Some call him death probe. We're the art tell artist. When, you know, if you go to a con and see him with his very fancy sign up and, and his wares, please, please give him a holler and That's maybe right. a dollar. On oh, some money. Yes. That was more clever than I meant for it to be. Uh, uh, Jared, do you have a question ready for me? I know, I know, we're we're low energy now. But we have low energy. Today. We need we need people in the chat to pep us up. So, Please. what what up? Uh, I don't know if Linkovich is still here. He stopped by a little earlier. Uh, but what up, Linkovich? Courtney, Auburn, Elvis, Tony, Kathy. I think that's everybody in the chat right now. So, welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, okay. Uh, my fa- my question for Delvin this week is, uh, it's been on my mind today, just personally. So uh, Delvin, and it plays nicely into your shirt, but don't let that influence you. Okay. All right. So I do a six of the best James Bond music show on our Honor Majesty Secret Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy music of all types. That is true. Um, so let's talk video game music. What is What is your favorite video game music? Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's an impossible question, man. Like, because as soon as I even started, the first thing that popped in my head was the Mega Man theme music that you were you were sort of humming along before we even got on air. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which is awesome. But then, like, think of Super Mario Brothers, which I played forever. Yeah, and it could, be any, it could be any Super Mario Brothers. I, I could think of even the music from the original Tecmo Bowl. Because I played so much, <laughs> and then of course recently, uh, the dude's name is Big Time Maca M A C A on okay. um, Instagram. I think I showed you. Yeah, I did. I showed you his. Uh, his the one that was he did about the seven, yeah, Golden Eye Pause music. That does have the best pause music of any video game. Oh yeah, way better than it had to be. But it was. Man, they're video games, and I'm not even much of a gamer now, but I mean, they're, they're such a big part of anyone our age and younger, especially lives, that I had so many good memories and good times that I could think of any number, which I just told you. And of course, the question is for me, but I, I know you have to have. An answer oh. to on your head. <laughs> I my my video game music loyalty uh, will always lie with Nathan Mc, Mc, McCree. Yeah, McCree. Nathan McCree's um, Tomb Raider uh, soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I love them to death. And uh, you can't talk about video game music without talking about the Castlevania series. Has some really rocking tunes. And yeah, I mean, I don't follow. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, like that's a tune that everybody knows. Like, even if you're not a gamer, you start whistling Super Mario Brothers, and everybody else can be like, "Yep, I know that tune." Oh yeah. So yeah, those are my big and I'm big uh, Legend of Zelda music too. But yeah, Tomb Raider and Castlevania is where it's at for me. Uh, people in the chat, Courtney says Mario Kart is her, and that's got a lot of peppy and excited music on it. So that's definitely. Uh, I've also seen it in the chat people talking about their holiday gifts. I sent Courtney's a little early this year so she could have something to open with us while we were on the stream. 
Oh, so uh, on, and I sent her a bonus one. Uh, in fact, that's my answer to Tony said he's still checking the mail. I just mailed him out today. So, Tony, you will be receiving one for being in our, our Crusademus uh, gift exchange chat. I think you were there. You were. <laughs> okay, you then, yes, I did send you. It was a big stack. I can't remember who all was in it. But everybody's getting a, a little something, a little something. Oh, Kathy says she likes the Wii Lego Indiana Jones music, which I suspect is just Indiana Jones. <laughs> 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 but, but clever. It's a clever way to get some great music into the video game discussion. There's also Tetris. Can't, can't forget Tetris. <laughs> See, look, <laughs> before we get lost down this rabbit hole, 30 minutes in, it's like, <laughs> off the comic, yes. Welcome to episode three of Video Game Music with Jared. <laughs> we don't play the tunes, we just hum the tunes. Come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues. Jared and I will cover all of this first volume. As I rediscover my love for the series, help Jared find his, as well as people who are watching and listening later. And we'll share our love and joy with everyone. So please grab your skateboards and bucket helmets. It is time to play. We're going to be talking about New Warriors issue 10 today. Cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. I bet it's going to be up by the time I tap back. I remember I'm sleepy, so... Uh... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, strangely enough, um, StreamYard, like... I put them in order, but StreamYard shuffled them. I wonder if I can fix it. Oh, I can. Oh, I'm learning StreamYard functionality. Anyway, there's the cover. There is the cover. And I will fix the banner. You fix the banner? There we go. I will give a little teaser that Scott O'Neill has said, you know. I mean, he's not the only one that had a comment about, um, you know... <laughs> well, Linkovich came on with that. <laughs> Everybody's, I mean, and I agree with both. <laughs> <laughs> Since this is going to be in podcast form, I'll read it. Linkovich says Emma Frost can get me to come out and play. Hey, oh, I, I, I don't know if that's completely clean and pure. And Scott <laughs> said, based on the cover of issue 10, this would be the episode to barely have any coverage. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And with that, Jared's going to talk a little bit about what he thinks about the cover. Oh, all right. I'm going to drop our banner so we can completely see it. Uh, it's a cool cover. It's a uh, it's a sexy cover. <laughs> she's uh, she's still just wearing underwear, boots, and a cape. Uh, oh, tall gloves. I forgot. <laughs> tall gloves. That's, that's what she's going with. Uh, you've got to have some modesty, Jared. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you've got uh, you've got all your new warriors. You know, you got them all. What I like about this one is you got all the new warriors in the cover, which is we've talked about. It's kind of been an edict, you know, when you got a new book. Well, that comes up almost every episode. We talk about this. Uh, but a real good way to do it. You know, just have them all knocked out and and sprawled out around the White Queen, who is looking very, very sexy. I had a lot like I'm like, OK, it's a pretty, you know, sexy or erotic cover if you if you will, it's just the inclusion of that 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 tightness, right as the thigh goes into the butt cheek. That extra line he put in there, as if to say she's flexing. Like here, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're basically like doing like a guy would, like yeah, like, right. yeah, like on a picture, like you know, like you're about to just about to take some like flex figure. Like, 
<laughs> That's what she did, huh? Got it. Okay. Yeah, she's cracking walnuts there. Is what she... <laughs> but I, so I'll, I'll say this much. I mean, especially it being the 90s, right? And Lord knows that it been like 90s, that there are plenty of times that like you had some artists and I won't name any because not trying to put anyone down, but everyone knows like an artist or two or three in the nineties where like the woman was basically drawn like an insect. (laughs) Like, you know, the, her, her breasts were enormous, but like her waist was like this thin around (laughs) completely unrealistic. Like this isn't the case, of course, because, you know, it's Mark Bagley. And I mean, this was a picture of a beautiful woman who very clearly has no qualms about, you know, modesty or anything or showing, you know, what she has. But it's still a respectable enough picture, even though, as you know, Scott mentioned, mm-hmm. Scott mentioned, you know, this cover got his big gravy in so much trouble when I brought it <laughs> to the school. Well, I mean, which probably is true in the case of the 90s. But now you'll see that. In it, and I think what it would classify as racy, mm-hmm. but not not disrespectful in any means. And then you've got the warriors lying there, you know, like looking all colorful in the costumes and everything and, and everyone laid out. And then with the word blurbs with it, it makes for a very intriguing cover to where you're like, dang, OK, I mean, who are the Hellions and what they do to my new warriors. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think yeah. we have discussed the cover uh, in depth and in depth and depth. And maybe we should rate it. I'll right. go back to the script for this. Wait, Jared, you like you got something to say. Oh, I was just gonna say uh Auburn Elvis comments he says he thinks Emma secretly has low self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> See, this this is going to bring me to a philosophical point that I won't go on too long. But you look on Instagram, and a lot of times you'll see uh, dudes and, and and gals, and you know they're flexing and showing off and everything. And a lot of those uh, guys and girls, what they'll tell you is like, you really don't know. Like we're doing all this fitness and stuff like that, and it's hiding almost like any number of underlying problems that they may have off the screen, but like they almost do that as like a continual positive affirmation. So maybe just maybe mm-hmm. all we're is on or something. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking the same thing. You just said it really uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And we can, we can rate it. We already got people rating it a little bit. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney's giving it a nine. Tony says it is a damn 10. I will fight you. Love that energy, Tony. Keep it up. Uh, and <laughs> Tim Price has asked how is Thrash leaning against Emma Stye? I, I kind of think that like Nova's sitting there and he's kind of like. <laughs> but, he's, not, you know, he's not unconscious. He's not. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm unconscious. It's like unconscious people don't say, oh, I'm unconscious, Nova. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Jared, what would you rate? Nova, are you sniffing my ankle? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't, I'm a little low energy tonight, so I'm not in the mood for combat. Uh, So I guess I have to give it a 10 per Tony's rules. I don't want to fight him. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, but for reals though, um, definitely more of a showcase of the White Queen than the New Warriors. It's intriguing. I'm at an eight. Solid eight. I'm at an eight too. I saw it. I was looking at it. I was sitting on the couch last night after I read it. I'm like, hey, Dub, where are you going to rate this cover? I was like, I think I'm going to rate an eight. It's like, okay, Dub. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dub, I like your beard. I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, really good cover. And of course, it's Bagley. So, I mean, but I'm going to say this about 100 more times until Bagley leaves the book. Uh, well drawn. Well drawn cover would entice me to pick it up. Um, and yeah, I got nothing more to say other than that. But Jared's got some stuff to say because he's about to read the credits for the issue. All right. Provided I have the right script, which is, you know, a 50-50 shot on every episode. <laughs> We're off to a good start because my script says this is New Warriors number 10. Its on sale date was January 22nd, 1991 with a cover date of March of 1991 cover price one dollar story by fabian Nicieza. pencils by mark bagley inks this time around by sam de la rosa whom i have met name drop uh <laughs> colors by andy yankus letters by joe rosen and the editor is danny Fingeroth, aka the robot master absolutely i want to just you know give scott one more shout he mentioned he was on a, he came on a few minutes late but my t-shirt game is on point today with the video game Warriors. And yeah, it was a mashup t-shirt that a good friend of mine, Clinton Robinson, gave me uh, for our Crusade Miss uh, gift giveaway. Dude, I, I'm I'm like, if it's if it's all possible to love a t-shirt, I love this t-shirt. I wore it yesterday. I wore it today. Like, I, I'm kind of like a, you know, five, six-year-old. I don't want to take it off. <laughs> Miranda's going to have to pull it off me, and I'm crying when she throws it into the, <laughs> into the washing machine. But I do enjoy it. And yeah, and by the way, I mean, if y'all want to keep giving me New Warriors stuff, I'm not going to complain about that. Just <laughs> and now that I've done pandering from stuff, here is a very quick synopsis. The title of this book is Rumble. I mean, if a comic book is going to be called Rumble, you got to expect like a rumble, right? Mm -hmm. Well, New Warriors 10 didn't disappoint. The New Warriors and the Hellions got it on. Oh, yeah. It looks like the Sphinx is ascending, but we will deal with that in the very near future. I love these short synopses, man. I really <laughs> do. Like, like, don't have to be all witty, you know, maybe one joke in out and we could just talk about it uh high low anything man to me it was kind of a straightforward you know you always go first high low so i'll just give a quick summary of what i thought about the book overall i love it sometimes because i think of chris claremont when i think of like a book that's called like rumble or something because you've set up all this background or whatever and you've laid out like all this stuff and then it's like okay Rubber is going to meet the road on this one, and we are just going to brawl. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened this issue. They did a little bit of setup, but, like, they started the book with a fight. They got the other warriors in there, and they they scrapped. And it was a good scrap. So it was a good issue. I thought it was a good payoff to what was set up back in issue one when Dwayne hacked into the Hellions computers, and mm -hmm. they found out about it, and White Queen was like, mm-mm. 
I trace busted your bust. <laughs> That's right. You sure did. And, and busted into Dwayne's headquarters or the Taylor Foundation and, and a scrap ensued. And it was a good one. What do you think, man? Well, it was, uh, yeah, one of the more straightforward issues we've read. And uh, it was definitely a, uh, a brouhaha, mm-hmm. if you will. And it was some interesting nuggets that uh, I can share and what should probably become known patentedly now is Jared's page review. So let me bring up the first page. I will bring up, uh, instead of the typical, instead of (laughs) of the, it's a, we've never done a dual page before. So (laughs) we usually do page one a lot of times, but uh, right after page one, you get this uh, uh, double page spread. Let me try to remove the banner so you guys can all enjoy all parts of it. And, uh, yeah, it, it really lets you know as soon as you turn that first page, because that first page, it's basically like silhouette and uh, Night Thrasher kind of just coming back from that whole Punisher orda- ordeal. And they're, they're pretty roughed up and they're, they're limping their way in. And then, boom, you open it up and here we are, you know. And, and I like this for two reasons. One, it's we haven't done a double page spread on the show before. And I don't know that we've had a double page spread in the book before. Uh, so here we are with that. And number two is a very good and comedic moment where, I don't know all the names of the Hellions, but the the blonde dude with the electric fist starts talking crap, and he literally gets smacked in the face <laughs> with, with Night Thrasher's helmet, which I thought was excellent. Yeah, and that was I mentioned that they jumped right into the issue, and you know, it's it. I remember a couple of them. Let's see, the big dude's name was Beef. That's easy to remember. Yeah, that one I can't remember. <laughs> the um, cat's name was Cat's Eye. The Lady with the cards, her name was Tarot. Tarot, yeah. Um, the dude black with the blasters, his name was Bevatron, which was like... <laughs> and um, the, the flying dude's name was Jetstream. Holy cow, I remember all of them. I am very, you. very happy. You would Especially win the considering they're all dead now. Oh. All of them. Oh. <laughs> Every single one. Hmm. Uh, oh, forgot about roulette. Anyway. Yes, I thought you got Dwayne and Silhouette, and they came in. They've got to be exhausted mentally and physically mm-hmm. after that whole Punisher ordeal. And very good continuity with the drawing to where you could even see uh, Thrash's armor is all shot up from when the Punisher freaking unloaded on him at close range. Mm-hmm. And they immediately get ambushed, and you got to give them credit. They held their own. They were yeah. going to lose. They were they they had the numbers game against them. But for two, well, Silhouette's a metahuman. Night Thrasher is not. But and they still held their own against overwhelming odds. And so, I mean, I think that speaks well to them. It speaks well to their teamwork as well. And yeah, you use every weapon you got. And Thrash took what has to be a very hard helmet and threw it right at his face. Wow! Yeah, I love that moment. Very good moment. Yes, very good tactical moment. Very good start to the fight. What's next? Let's get some breathing room. Ah. All right. So I chose this page for my next page of interest. Uh, mainly because we get to learn that Night Thrasher's mind is very, very protected, hmm. which is interesting. I would say so. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about that. 
Well, I mean, there's never been any hint that he has any mental powers, so you have to wonder, does he have latent mental powers, or is it uh, been, you know, sort of like mystically sealed, like Doctor Strange could probably shut your mind off to other people, or something like that, you know, like, did someone help him, or did someone help him? (laughs) Somebody (laughs) gave him some help. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I pulled that page was just that interesting moment that he either has latent powers. Someone has helped him or someone has done something to him. Maybe more nefariously, Mm. which uh, that's gets my vote by the way. (laughs) Hmm. Who could have done that? I know. I don't, uh, I am not trusting either of his inner circle at this point. We're going to look at his page later on where Ty is definitely up to something. Uh, I don't know about cord. Uh, so it, it feels like that they may be manipulating him in some way. I don't know. I don't know if they both are. I, I mean, I've got a page later on that, you know, it looked like Ty was up to something, which we've started to suspect for a little bit now. I mean, I would agree with you on that. You had Cat's Eye, who straight up last issue at the end was like, kind of like Minty sent bad woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, and then even then the Hellions first ambushed a place and Ty was working in the shadows looking like she was like kind of kicking some butt and she's supposed to be this frail old lady. So what the heck's going on there? That's, I don't know, but it's enough that a high level telepath such as Emma Frost Mm -hmm. was unable to ascertain the information that she wanted from an ordinary human, not ordinary, but in the case of, um, apparently no displayed powers as of yet, if he has any, seemingly normal human, she was not able to breach anything. Very interesting point. And that's why it was a page of interest. My next page of interest is this one for mm. two, two reasons. Okay. One. One is an excellent splash page of a good percentage of the team. Mm-hmm. going into action and two although i don't know that i don't think my other page of interest shows the result very cool tactical twist on the fastball special mm. um to use your strongest guy nova to throw your i mean once he's in motion mm-hmm. possibly strongest guy <laughs> speedball like why not combine those two things Throw him yep. as hard as you can and just let him go to work, you know, yep. and just sit back and relax. I thought tactically, that's really smart. Um, I'm not sure if if that's something that they that Nova cooked up himself or if they uh, practice. Maybe I missed something in the details or somebody in the chat can help me. But I was like, you know, and Nova's kind of played as the dumb jock of the team. But I was like, tactically, it's a good point. <laughs> they mentioned something on this page that was kind of cool. I, I like the bit of exposition that Fabian put there. And it was Namorita. He put it in Namorita's um, frame of mind, but she noted that they're starting to gel together as a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were ready for this ambush. And yep, Namorita can fly. And yes, Noah can fly and Firestar can fly. Then you had your two kind of non-flyers. I mean, Marvel Boy can fly, but it takes a lot of his concentration. So he instead used less concentration to ride the uh, microwaves that Firestar emit. So he was taken care of. And then 
Nova just <laughs> kind of lugged along speedball for the ride and they were able to launch into their attack. And it was a pretty good way to jump into the fray because they came up with the plan. They're like, well, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, we already think that the headquarters um, is compromised. So we need to blitzkrieg it and go in there as hard as possible. And they did. Yeah, that was a, it was an interesting uh, tactic overall because, you know, I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just because on Crusader Chronicles, uh, for those of you who may be watching and don't know, we do a podcast on the Longbox Crusade Network, uh, and we recently covered an X-Men issue. The X-Men decided to go kind of on the offensive to the Hellfire Club, and it, spoiler, it did not work at all. So when they were like, let's go in full full force, I was like, I don't know, man, that seems like a bad plan. But then I thought, well... They have a lot of power on their side. They have some very powerful people on their team and to come in full force and a surprise might not be the worst plan. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep, I agree. And I mean, if you think about it, there's not really anyone on the team, especially at this point, who would be suited to that subterfuge, to use a semi-big word. They tried that. They broke into Cyanex's headquarters and they're like, yeah, we're going to be all sneaky like. And they lost in like 30 seconds. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, yeah, and using that transition, Scott mentioned, Scott O'Neill mentioned, I love the throwback to issue five here. They literally devised a strategy based on recreating Speedball's screwy accidental entry. That window was probably just fixed. (laughs) And um, Tim mentions about Nova having a lot of experience and training by the Nova Corps. So not surprised he has good ideas, especially tactically. Like, Mm -hmm. Nova at this point, he does not. He's not a strategic thinker, but he might be able to have some good tactics, and this looks like one of them. So, mm-hmm. matter of fact, he kind of had a good tactic later on when he was fighting Jetstream too. It didn't turn. It didn't start out that way, but it ended pretty good and, and in typical Nova fashion, I think. True, and I want to piggyback on something that Tim says here because this has been a bit of a quandary for me since we've been reading this now for ten uh, issues. Is Fabian, like I said earlier, does seem to kind of play Nova as the dumb jock team member a bit. But when I look at this team, and like Tim was saying, when I think historically from the Marvel Universe, like, shouldn't he be the veteran? The veteran leader, almost like the Captain America, the team, the been there, done that. I've been rocking this since the 70s, you know. I mean, in yeah. Marvel time, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah. but he's kind of almost been a little bit retconned, I feel by Fabian in this, just a little bit, kind of picking up what Tim said. <clears throat> well, I think he has to be, I'm not sure about Namorita's age. I doubt that she's like, she probably is playing a teenager maybe, but looking at Nova, Nova might be the oldest person on the team. Um, and the way that I can interpret it is, let's say you're a very good hand-to-hand combat person. And you did that for any number of years. Let's just say somewhere between five and 10 years. And then you lost your ability to do that for whatever reason for about an equal amount of time. So by the time you get back, yep, you do have that experience, but it does take a little bit of time for that muscle memory to come back. Right. And that and so that's what I'm thinking, especially it's not even just him fighting. He has to merge and mesh with the team and figure out how his power set is going to work with that. Because just because you are great by yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean you'd work well in the team dynamic. Fair enough. Getting a lot. Yeah. It's generated a lot of discussion in the chat too. Uh, 
experience levels that, you know, I think there's, because somebody mentioned Firestar also has some experience. You mentioned um, name Marita. Um, I just, I just feel like overall there was just a little bit of a soft, very, very soft reboot by Fabian. Yeah. And, and uh, nothing wrong with it. Just, just good topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, reading a little bit on the new warriors talk uh, page on uh, Facebook. There was some discussion about that. Like later on, uh, Eric Larson had a little bit of uh, issues with some of the things that Fabian did and kind of retconned them, which I don't know. I, I'm not going to really get into that, but I will say that this was an interesting take on Nova. And I think that especially when you're starting a new team, you don't want one guy to be the know-it-all unless that was the dynamic that you were trying to play. Now, if it were Night Thrasher, I would think that the person who – if he had that level of experience somehow, like a Night Thrasher came out in the 70s and they were trying to build a team around him, it would have worked really, 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 really well with Night Thrasher. But in this case, it almost works better that Nova has a little bit of experience and on top of his already brash attitude, then he could kind of push back at Night Thrasher like, look, I don't like you, I don't trust you, and I've been in situations like this before and so on and so forth. So I think it's worth discussion. Now, this I didn't know. Tim was saying... Tim Price mentions uh, Name Marita was debuted in 1972, Nova in 1976. So that's cool. Man, nobody likes to show off. This is a lot of good discussion. Um, yeah. I lit a fuse here, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you did. Linkovich says Nova isn't as smart as his brother and also fell behind in school, not to mention he lost to Nova Force. I'm thinking he's getting his confidence back. He doesn't need to go to the gym and be a meathead. Mm, I like that comment. I want to jump on that real quick. Uh, getting his confidence back. And maybe he's kind of played a little bit as the 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 dumb jock buffoon a little bit because he's doing that thing where he's, he's getting his confidence back, but he's still trying to project his original confidence. So mm-hmm. that's why it comes off as a little bit like, okay, Nova, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Type of a deal. And it's so, man, I, I tell you, it's weird, like being in any combat experience, like you get that and it never really leaves your body, but you got to train your body again and like to let all that muscle memory come back. Because if you even went away, if you're like highly skilled at something, you went away for, for a year and you came back to it, it would take you a second to get your footing again. That's just the way that things work. And I think it even it worked pretty well, even in the comic book world. So, yeah, good discussion, dude. You want to move on to the next page? You got it. All right. So this is the this is the page where we learn there's something going on with Ty. Like officially learn there's something going on with Ty. Uh, yes, yes. I'm going to I'm referring to my actual paper copy because it's easier for me to read mm-hmm. uh, than what we've got. There it is. Um so she's like basically talking with the white queen and white queen says, but what do we do now about our rather rambunctious children and my prior claim to Firestar? Uh, why do we not let their individual conflicts go on? If Dwayne's uh, hand chosen team is worthy and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. That's uh, is, is there, I don't know. It just feels like there's some familiarity between these two already. Um, I don't know. It just plays as they already know each other, have history, have a little bit of perhaps respect for one another in a slight way to come with this deal. And uh, I don't know. Just a lot of use of the word we, we, we makes me think, I don't know. Well, my thought of it was they're kind of like, yeah, we could fight because 
ultimately, and White Queen, uh, here's what I like about White Queen is eventually, I mean, like most supervillains, but like she's she's never when they finally gave her that hero turn. First, it was in Generation X, which was a few years after this. And she had a turn. Um, her it was her and uh, Banshee, uh, Sean Cassidy, and then later with the X Men. Like she, she is that antihero to where, like, yeah, she might do some bad stuff, but she's like, I'll tell you exactly why I'm doing it, and, and usually has decent reasons. And in this case, like, even though she treated Firestar horribly, which caused Firestar to leave, she let the reason why she broke into the Warriors headquarters is like, I want to know who broke, why, why'd you hack my stuff. And were you trying to find out any more information? What's going on? Which, like, if you look at it, it's like, was she wrong for doing that? Maybe. But you certainly can't understand where White Queen was coming from with that. Mm-hmm. And so it, and, and that's where I think Ty came from, where Ty's like, well, we could fight or we can have a quick conversation about this. And, and that conversation with Ty kind of revealed a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. to where Ty says, why do we not let their individual conflicts determine their fate? If Dwayne's hand-chosen team is worthy, they will win. If they do not, then we do not need Firestar for our purpose anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our purpose. <clears throat> and White Queen thought, she didn't say it, but she was like, purpose? Yeah, that's what I said too. Like, hmm. Hmm, Yeah. But then again, White Queen always wanted her for her purpose. So, <laughs> like, Firestar is a... Like we've mentioned before, I definitely feel like she's the phoenix of this team. Like, she has a, a limitless power ability that could be very dangerous. And, like, everyone wants to control her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what usually happens with very powerful individuals, right? Where people want... Either they want you on their side or they want you for something you know, their own purposes, and they're not ever really considering you in the equation. Uh, So, yeah. And, of course, part of White Queen's reason when she found out that they were seeking information about Angelica, excuse me, Angelica Jones, then she broke it, and she and the Hellions broke into it, but in in her mind, she was always spurned a little bit about Firestar. And so there's that part of it, too, which, by the way, I don't think there's anything good about that. The things that she did to Firestar were terrible and manipulative. But just for the purposes of this story, you know, White Queen was like, well, you know, I want to know why they went after, quote unquote, my girl. You know, I got you. I knew there was the minute you mentioned Sean Cassidy. I knew that that Kathy was going to show up in the chat. Different it's a different, it's a different Sean Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> different Sean Cassidy. Uh, did we miss any comments? A few jokes about White Queen and Lamont Lionel wishing the wardrobe and stuff. <laughs> um, Scott's dropping a little bit of knowledge, like uh, loves lettering on the first panel. Uh, Emma seems to be struggling, as shown by the dashes between each word, while Ty's defense looks a bit more effortless. Worth noting there, right, that Dwayne's mind seemed impenetrable for whatever reason, and Ty also had good mental defenses, right? Absolutely. Okay. And the way that Ty's drawn with those eyes, that's why an artist draws eyes when he wants you to wonder about that person. I mean, they don't look like good people's eyes, right? Mm -mm. (laughs) Speaking of which, we haven't covered this yet, but when I first picked up my book to read it, which was yesterday, 
and I was kind of flipping through it. I was like, especially like on these pages where it's real, real busy. Mm-hmm. I was like, something just seems off with the art. Not bad, just off. Yeah. And then as we learned, this was not a Malstead. This was Sam De La Rosa. Yes. Stepping in. And it's funny how you can look at the inks of the cover, which are Malstead. Yeah. And then you can go look at the inks inside, which are decent and, and good. But it's just once you've been in the inking game a little bit, like I have, you see confidence in inking. And, mm. and I mean, there's no real. I'm not. Let me back up. Sam De La Rosa is a true talent. But I, I'm just talking about confidence you get when you work with somebody over and over and over. No, I get you. So I'm, I'm not saying Sam is weak. I'm just saying you can tell he's kind of like figuring Bagley out. Yeah. And who knows, whatever reason, Malstead wasn't able to ink the book. But you're right to where it looked like Bagley and Malstead, you know, they're putting together 22 page mini masterpieces. And by the way, they're like, the art colors and yes, inks were were good. It just it's it's almost like you know you would take you know a band that you love right and then you take the guitarist out of that band and play replace them it can even be a better guitarist sometimes and it's just like mm, don't feel right <laughs> yeah don't feel right doesn't sound the same and sometimes that chemistry that synergy is just a little bit better than even if you add another element and even if it's a better element. And you could definitely tell if it's a worse element. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I would say if I had to be truly judgmental, the artwork took a step back. But I'm talking about like a half step back, not right. like a full step or two or three. It was just a half step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got John Stamos got replaced by John Stamos's brother. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no disrespect to uh, Sam, who was a really nice guy. Like I said, name drop. I got to meet him at a con a couple of years ago in Louisiana. Great dude. Talented cat. Um, last page is the last page. Mm. Got to love that in- intricacy of the villain who's arriving that I've never heard of. Go ahead and make fun of me in the chat now, Tim. Uh, <laughs> all well, this build up. Before we get to that, we should at least talk about the outcome of the battle, right? Absolutely. Do you have anything to say about that or to add about just the overall outcome of the battle? I don't know. It felt uh, sort of that bar. Well, let me go back a page. That bargain that they struck up, Ty mm-hmm. and the White Queen. So it kind of felt almost Laugh Olympics-ish, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep track of who won and who lost. And, you know, and there was a fun side of this book. I didn't include the page where... Uh, Nova was basically just Nova his way into winning that fight. Like, yeah, we've flown around. We've had some fun. I'm going to punch you through a wall. That's the end of this. That was very funny. Um, but anyway, no, it kind of felt Laugh Olympics-ish. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on it. I mean, I didn't keep a strict track on who won and who lost, but the New Warriors ended up winning by by one fight, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And so White Queen kept her word. And called it a day. For the purposes of explanation, when you said Laugh Olympics, was that a compliment or was it a critique? Uh, both. <laughs> like it was formulaic, which is, I guess, a critique, but a compliment in that who doesn't like the Laugh Olympics? Or it's just like, let's just kind of keep track of wins and losses and, and these people fighting each other. So both. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also want to mention, I, I thought it was a good fight. I, I definitely love the uh, back and forth. 
and kind of the reasons, you know, why each of the Warriors lost. Uh, Thrash lost, like, I mean, he's fighting against a mutant. No, and, a and he's exhausted. From and he's exhausted. And so he lost. Nova, even though, like, Jetstream was a good flying match for <laughs> Nova completely outpowered him. And, yes, that was hilarious to where <laughs> they get both kind of stalemated, kind of. But you could tell Nova, <laughs> Nova recovered and was like, you good, man? He's like, yeah, yeah. imbecile. Wow. <laughs> it was like, I, I, it was basically like, I fly a little better than you. And he's like, that's great. I punch a lot harder than you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm winning this fight. So there, <laughs> there's that. Speedball couldn't control his powers, but uh, the uh, roulette, no, the tarot was roulette, a tarot got him. Roulette, roulette got him. It was roulette. Roulette. She kept like flipping him his yeah. powers on and off. And- yep. So there was that. And then uh, Marvel Boy finally kind of let loose a little bit, even though it, it, it cost him, like it knocked him out. But he finally said enough of this. And in a sense, Firestar did the same thing uh, with the Bebatron person to where. Yeah. If that, Scott, if you can tell me Bebatron has some cool secret meaning, I would love to hear it. <laughs> um, but like he uh, would. Firestar didn't let loose, but finally was like, okay, you're annoying me and knocked him off balance, which unfortunately caused him to fall off the building, which she may have been able to stop him in time. Don't know, but wound up winning the fight. So there was definitely, oh yeah. And the last one would be Namorita and Beef to where like Namorita plus water was more than enough to overpower just a strong dude that that seemed to really be his only, um, his only talent. So Yeah. I thought the fights were interesting and, you know, as always, just a little bit of a showcase as to where the Warriors are right now with their powers. So I thought that that was worth mentioning. That's fair. And now let's go to the last page. Okay. Oh, wait, one more thing. It was worth mentioning that Angelica, that Firestar was kind of like, I don't care what little contest y'all had. I'm my own person. Exactly. And I'm going to choose my path to go where I want to go. And these people are my friends. And all white queen kind of said is, are they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might, you might be apologizing to me later on. Mm -hmm. So that was good little foreshadowing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of manipulation going on. And before we move on, one last thing, I thought it was really cool that uh, Danny Fingeroth kept up with the fact that the Hellfire Club had been hacked twice. Uh, good memory on that because, but the second time it wasn't uh, Dwayne or the New Warriors; it, it was the Mad Thinker. I think. Correct. I think there it was. Correct. So good, good catch on that. And it's mentioned on that little box on the page we have right there. And I was like, that's a good catch. <laughs> look, look, look at Scott here showing out. Bevatron is apparently a scientific term. A synchrotron used to accelerate protons to energies in the billion electron volt range. I'm pretty sure that was also like the lead in to Quantum Leap. <laughs> Beavatron is still a silly name. I, I think like when they announced names, when he was like, I'm going to be Beavatron, Beef was like, oh, thank God. Beef's not going to sound so stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And a few more things from Scott. I agree. He's, uh, he says it felt like a full team effort to get Firestar some uh, closure with the White Queen, and she was finally able to stand up to Emma at the end of the Firestar Limited series. She threatened Emma and warned her to keep her distance. Here, she vocalized why she's in a better spot. So, ooh, and Tim Price 
says Biva equals billion. I didn't know that. So there we go. It's a it's a billion trons. There we go. I've only seen the first two trons. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trons left to go. We got about nine million nine hundred. You know what? I'm not doing the math. Let's go to that last page. <laughs> there you go. Last page. I pretty much put it up so Tim could make fun of me, but he said it's kind of academic at this point. He doesn't even enjoy it anymore. Because uh, yeah, I, I mean, credit to the art though. Malstead, De La Rosa doesn't matter. This is a really cool page. I think a lot of hats off to it goes to the colorist with a very simple color palette. There's really only three colors used on this page red yellow and blue um and uh, to great effect and uh even though i'm not familiar with the villain from what we've determined i guess is nova's past i'm intrigued it's been like build 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 mm-hmm. so uh i'm hoping it'll be uh, an impressive good time when it gets here i mean it looks like let's just talk about the page real quick we've we've seen over the past 10 issues that sphinx has Traveled to, she was a rich lady. She traveled, found out where this scepter was, the scepter Ka. She went to the pyramid where apparently she was buried at one time, found it, and it looks like all of the energies and everything that the that the scepter it, it's overflowing, and she is realized whatever goal it is that she wanted. She has achieved it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, yeah. Damn. I mean, yeah. Damn. I think that's interesting. And I, I think it's super interesting, too, that uh, this coming up storyline, which you know, I'll only hint at a little bit, you know, in the closing. But it seems like, I mean, it's something that has been building for a while. We closed out one long running thread with the White Queen. Uh, wondering who the heck broke into her uh, database and stole information about Firestar. So mm-hmm. we closed out that storyline with a pretty good fight. Not a pretty good fight. I think a really good fight. You might think pretty good fight between the Hellion okay, and the Warriors. And we got some subtext going on with Ty. Looks like she might be uh, pulling some strings, maybe kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's good, but, I, but before we get to that, we, we should transition. We're, we're about at the 50-minute point. We've been keeping this around an hour, so we should transition to the next part. Look at you. Look at you all your tuition. It's like, it's like we're in the same mindset. <laughs> Go for it, bud. Um, all right, let's do Ultimate Warrior and our Ultimate Warrior. Who are we uh, most thrilled about and who are we concerned about and uh, i have some definite picks but i'll let you go first who is your ultimate warrior for this issue man everybody was fighting and no one was really a weakling in my opinion uh, so let's just go with the backdrop of who the book was kind of sort of about it's kind of sort of about firestar and i like that firestar who Earlier on, has been portrayed as a little bit unconfident. She's in, she seems intelligent, and she has a, an extraordinary power set. But she's unconfident about all of it, and she found a little bit of her confidence to where she told White Queen exactly what was on her mind in a very adult and intelligent way. And I appreciate it. Who do you think is the ultimate warrior? Well, having read the actual paper copy. Uh, I think the ultimate warrior has got to be the Nintendo entertainment system. (laughs) (laughs) Those ads were money. We got double dragon three. (laughs) We got mega man three. 
now not technically a Nintendo, but the well, yes, technically Nintendo. Uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, the uh, man, uh, I think it's Manhattan. No, it's Turtles in Time. Was that on the back of yours? Yeah. Wow. On the back of mine is Wolverine. Oh, the trading cards. Weird. Trading cards. Weird. We learned something today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And also the uh, Silver Surfer video game, which is. I think it's going to be the next one we cover on comics, the console. And it is uh trying to, without cursing, very <laughs> difficult anyways. Uh, but getting back to the book, my ultimate warrior, oh, man, it's, I said with confidence earlier, Oh, I've definitely got some choices, but I, it's really too. And just for the moments, I, I like Nova for that. Yeah. This, you're, you're better flyer than me, but I can punch harder than you moment was great. Um, but you know, I think I'm gonna give it to Night Thrasher though. I mean, he was he was tired five on one. He automatically went on the offensive and knocked that dude in the face with his helmet, <laughs> which I thought was glorious. And he did the bet. He didn't even win his fight, but I mean, he he fought hard from with just fumes, just running on fumes. So uh, I'm gonna go with Thrasher um, as my warrior. My warrior, ironically, and we'll go to your warrior in just a second. But my warrior is actually Firestar mm, because wow. it it's like yeah, she's found her confidence, but. Like what the White Queen was saying at the end, you you don't have the full picture. And I'm worried about what that holds for her because, again, she does feel like the team's Phoenix. And as we are currently going through that original Phoenix storyline over on Crusader Chronicles from time to time, mm-hmm. that is a, that's a dangerous place to be. I'm very worried about Jean Grey in the same manner that I'm worried about Jellica Jones. I'm kind of with Courtney here. Let's see if I can find her compliment or excuse me, her comment. There's a lot of comments going on in the section right now. I'm loving that, by the way. That's right. Um, dang it. I can't find it. Courtney said, I'm worried about uh, about Ty. And I'm mm. like, and so it's a, no pun intended, Ty for me. Because I'm worried about Ty because she's clearly got some stuff going on. Here. Oh, I'm not worried about her. She's, she's in control of what she's doing. <laughs> clearly. I'm worried about the team and the effects it's going to have on them. Mm-hmm. But I'm also worried about the Sphinx. It's going to be interesting. That, like, she has reached the culmination. Culmination. Of whatever her scheme was. And I don't know. I'm worried about that. What does that mean for the New Warriors? Does I mean, is it just going to affect the New Warriors? Here's a hint. No. She went all the way to Egypt, got this scepter. It looks like this power. I mean, they made it a point to say that power just spread everywhere. So mm, it's gonna be exciting. What's gonna come that? Um, now we're gonna solve a mini mystery because in the chat, uh, people went to check their copy to see what they have on the back. Delvin, you had Marvel trading cards. I had Ninja Turtles. Uh, both Scott and Tim also had Ninja Turtles. So what I'm wondering is, do you have the Captain America 50th on the front, or is it? I do not. Ha ha ha! There's definite differences in these two because he's got Spider Man 30th. I've got Captain America 50th, and I'm betting that's the difference. So I'd love for you guys to sound off in the chat, Tim and Scott. Do you, I'm suspecting you guys both have Cap, but if someone has Spider-Man and the Marvel cards, then we're in a crazy mixed-up universe at this point. And I'll add Scott's comment who says he's a little worried about Vance. He's got a good head for the game, but if he can only win against someone like Tarot by knocking himself out, he might just not have enough power to do the work. Yep. And Tim says Cap 50th for him. And God is saying, I guess one is the new sand edition. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I was leaning to. And he just said that he also has cap. So I'm guessing one of us is new stand and one of us is the direct edition. I don't know which one's which. Yeah. 
That's cool, though. That is very cool. And what might be cool is a chance to rate the cover. I don't know yet. Um, we, we've talked a lot, a lot of good discussion. I'm happy about that. But we should rate it, New Warriors 10, on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, you know, 10 being the lowest. 10 being the lowest? Yeah. <laughs> You're really messing with people's heads today. The reversal world, right? I must. <laughs> Tara must have pulled out the reverse card on me. 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. Obs. For uh, what will we rate the book? And Jared, hmm. what will we rate New Warriors 10? It's a four. It's a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this is actually one of my favorite issues we've read so far. Even though it's fairly simple, straightforward, fighting McFight fight, but it had some good reveals, slight reveals, interest, intriguing reveals. Didn't have Malstead, but still really strong. I'm going to give this one a nine. I like this one a lot. This one was a breezy read for me, and, and that made me feel it at a nine. And even though we're not on action film face off, this would be our second match game. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Um, artwork may have taken a small step back, but what I like is I, I always like if there's like the battle scenes and, or the battle episode issue, finally going to get that word. Right. And, I love a good fast pace, but it's enough dialogue that you've got still a good story. But like there's enough, you know, fisticuffs going on. And if it's well drawn and you can clearly see what's going on with each other fights, which is exactly what happened. Fantastic book. And then it revealed that Sphinx has reached whatever it is that she wanted. She has won her objective, whatever that is. And we're going to see the results of that coming up soon. So we have seen some major plot lines of that has have been building up these past uh, 10 months coming to fruition. So really, really cool thing. Uh, mm. Tony, what did you miss? Uh, you missed some rent discussion that went on in the, the <laughs> chat that uh, yeah. I didn't see anything about. Uh, you missed the definition of Bevatron, which mm. I did not know and until today. We have a bit of a mystery going on because uh, we have Delvin and I both have the floppy and uh, uh, mine has a Ninja Turtles ad on the back. And mine has a Wolverine uh, slashing through uh, advertising a uh, set of uh, trading cards. Trading cards. And then we were like, well, maybe one of them's newsstand and one of But, like, they also mentioned in there that Delvin's doesn't have a barcode or mine, uh, which is indicative of a newsstand. I've got a 50th cap, and he's got a 30th Spidey. Hmm. Interesting. Um, on your Spidey, mine says 50th, 50 years of cap, 1941 to 1991. Mine says 30th anniversary of Spidey, 1962 to 1992. That's what I was wondering. I was like, now we're a year off. Like, then yours is later, I guess. Is this a second print, maybe? Let me check. It, this is a mystery worth going over the hour for. Yeah, I know, really? Like, nobody's going to care if they listen to this. <laughs> uh, Linkovich says, my newsstand issue has turtles. It is a second printing. Ha-ha! Who had second print? Michael Wagner joined the chat late. And uh, he wins because he mentioned second printing first. Interesting. Good job, Mike. All this time I got a second print, I'm furious. <laughs> I pulled this out of a quarter bin. <laughs> oh, man. All that's, right. that's fascinating of itself, though. It says they sold enough copies of this to demand a second printing. Mm-hmm. New Warriors was very, very, very big. And yeah, gives started me some perspective. Out hot like fish grease. That's and right. And with that, we've rated it. Both the nine thought it was very good. So we're going to close out the show here, y'all. Hope you come back next month and join us for next episode where we discuss New Warriors 11. And we find out exactly 
what the Sphinx has plunged the new warriors and the world into. Yeah. And we will discuss video game music uh, again. (laughs) Hmm? And we'll discuss video game music again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that got us over the hour already. Uh, If you (laughs) want to hear more from us, we're in a lot of places. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon. YouTube. If you're listening or watching this on YouTube channel, thank you. Tell your friends to, sub- sub- to subscribe because we do some fun stuff there, like come out to play. We have a do it live stream that we just did on Sunday, uh, every second Sunday of the month. Uh, Jared pops on with a show every now and again. Uh, it's a hit and miss when we're feeling about it. <laughs> we feel about it show. Yep. Hit or miss. Uh, just throwing it out there. If you know anyone that has some cool creator content or something they want to talk to Jared about, might want to hit him up. He's free. Yeah, we do creator spotlight and it can be anything, you know, uh, not just comic creation, but we had a guy on who started his own action figure line. We've had novelists, um, musicians. Uh, If you got something to pump or push, yeah, let us know. The only reason we haven't done one in the last two months is, uh, we didn't get anybody to sign up two months ago, and this month got a little overwhelming with the holidays. But if you know anybody that's got a something out there, a product they want to get in front of everybody, that's what we're there for. Yep, absolutely. And it's also worth mentioning, especially it being December 14th. <laughs> yes, yes. It is our first day of Crusademus. And we're super pumped about that. Crusademus, we do 12 straight days of podcasting where each day is going to reveal an often overlooked comic book that you may not have seen in the past. We just had day one today. Uh, The lovely Laurel Mountain Flower. We talked about Atomic Robo, a comic book that we highly favored. We all loved it. We all loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was a great book. And we would love for you to come along and listen to that. We are extraordinarily proud of it. We're proud of all of our shows on the network, but we're really, really proud of of this effort. And we would love for you to listen along and maybe, uh, I don't know, go to iTunes if you have it and give us a five-star review. That'd be cool. Or you could always email us, contact at longboxcrusade.com. Dot com. There's a phone number we have now to give them the phone number. Jerry. Oh, I think I might. Yeah, I've even got a ticker for it. Uh, you can call and leave us voicemails at 707-532-5269, which is 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. I almost wish I would not have brought that up, but it's so funny. It's, it's, it's worth going. So, all right. Uh, I think we have, we pimped out all of our stuff except your personal stuff, Jared. Please tell them where you have your wares. All right. Well, of course, if you just want to chat with me, I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And if you'd like to check out my wares, check out three W's. It's www. Period. TheYardSaleArtist.com. So uh, if you want to see my art wares, that's where to find that. Delvin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. Uh, Instagram, if you want to, Delvin Ray. And you can also follow the Instagram feed for Longbox Crusade. We would love for, I'd love for that. Uh, because at this point, I have more po- more posts and followers. <laughs> and I would love to get that on the other side of the equation again, even though I appreciate every follower that we have so far. 
let's close this out. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. We had a great audience. We had great participation. It is greatly appreciated. And please remember, be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. Also, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope that everyone has a happy, prosperous holiday season and you get to spend time with those who you love and those who you like. Um, and yeah. <laughs> there we go. Are you're not gonna you're not gonna clink a bottle with the tree, are you? You're just gonna show the tree. <laughs> Wait a minute, I can that. clink trees just for all Renovas. <laughs> That's a good sound. And with that, everybody, new warriors come out to play. Not everybody. New warriors come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it